If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know how I like to talk about a gut biome test. I call it a fancy poop test. It's a fancy name for a poop test. And it's going to tell us what the ecosystem is in your gut. And why that's important is since food's the best medicine, it's going to tell us, here are your superfoods just for you to eat. Here are the foods for you to avoid. And here's everything else. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. Now, my team has been very busy and they got an amazing deal. For anybody that wants to do this test, you can do it at home. You don't need a doctor's orders. All you have to do is just go to Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com, Viome.com. And at checkout, use the secret code, Julie Ryan, and you'll get more than 50% off. Don't put any spaces in there, just Julie Ryan. It's an amazing test. It's going to give you tons of information. I've done it several times myself, and you're going to be thrilled with the information you get because it'll give you a program just for you. Give it a whirl. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We've got a whole bunch of callers on hold, so I will get to them in just a few minutes. Wanted to give you an update of what's going on here. Today is... November 19th of 2020, which is my late little sister Joan's six, it would have been her 60th birthday. She passed 10 years ago. And some of you may have seen my, my social media, it was on Instagram and Facebook and all of them. I did a, a video tribute to her. She died 10 years ago, two days. It was two days, 10 years ago on the 17th. And so we had the visitation hours, the wake, we call it. That's probably like an old Irish Catholic term, uh, the wake on uh, the 19th, which was her 50th birthday. So if you go to my social media, you'll see a video about it. And one of the things, she had a brain aneurysm and collapsed in a store and never regained consciousness. I got a call at noon on a Saturday. I was on a plane at 2 got to Columbus, Ohio, where she was early that evening and met my brothers and her husband and other family members at the hospital. And it was just atrocious. It was the most heart-wrenching thing I've ever been through. The best thing about it, two, two really good things. Number one, I could communicate with her the whole time because of uh, woo-woo, you know, what I teach people how to do. And when I got the call that she had collapsed, they put her on a ventilator in the ambulance I knew she was in phase 11 of 12, of the 12 phases of transition. So when I was packing to catch my flight, I packed funeral clothes because I knew she wasn't going to get out of it. But two really remarkable things happened. 
uh, number one, she before, long before, she wasn't sick or anything, but for about 15 years, she had told her husband, Regis, that at her funeral, she wanted everybody to get a Christmas ornament to remember her by. And he thought that was just bizarre. I mean, why would anybody say that who wasn't sick or anything? And she was young and he just thought that was weird. So he came out the morning, she died Wednesday morning, and he came out and he said to me at the hospital while we were waiting for the, you know, for the funeral people, funeral home people to come get her body, uh, he said to me about the ornaments, he said, can you handle that? Can you take care of that for me? I'm thinking, oh yeah, no problem. You know, we're going to do the wake in a day and a half. How am I going to come up with 350 ornaments? But I did. My goddaughter, Lauren, was a party planner at the time. And we, I think I paid more in FedEx charges to get the ornaments in than I did to, for the ornaments themselves to get them overnighted. But we came up with 350 hand-painted ornaments with her initials on it with a little white bow on it. And if, again, if you go on my social media, you'll see uh, what those look like because I have them on a tree. I have a bunch of them on a tree in my kitchen. And everybody that came to the funeral got one. So people walked into the funeral home, you guys. We had the whole funeral home because my family's lived in Columbus five generations. And so, you know, my parents' friends that are still alive were there, all my siblings' friends, kids, my nephews' friends. I mean, it was just a mob scene. But people walked into the funeral parlor where she was in her casket, and we had Christmas trees on either side of the casket full of these pastel pink monogrammed ornaments. And there were so many flowers in the room that the funeral home had to borrow stands from other funeral homes. So that was number one. People literally gasped when they walked in the room because it was so gorgeous. Number two, it was her 50th birthday. And I thought, we're going to go ahead and have a party anyways. So I got six of those mammoth sheet cakes that said, happy birthday, Joan, on them. Happy 50th birthday, Joan. And I got her friends to be a hostess. And everybody that came got a piece of cake. So I just want you to know that you can, in an awful time, you can make it joyful and glorious and memorable, and you just do what you need to do. You know, how in the name of God, I thought, how am I going to come up with 350 ornaments? But I did. And you just follow the guidance you get, and you follow the inspiration that you get from spirit. And remember, when you know how to talk to your loved ones, you ask them a question or you say something to them, and the answer comes in from them immediately, within a second, as fast as you can snap your fingers. So you can communicate with your loved ones as they're dying. You know, when there's an emergency, you can talk to their spirit, even when it's still attached to their body. So I just wanted to share that story with you. 10 years is a long time, and obviously it's still emotional, but it, it really has glorious memories, and there were glorious components to it. So happy birthday to my little sister, Joan. She would have been 60 today. She would have hated that. The one other thing, she was in uh, Italy on vacation, she and her husband, Regis, three weeks before she died, and her sister-in-law, they had met 
his brother and his family over there. And her sister-in-law told me at the funeral that Joan had said she never, she didn't want anything to do with her 50th birthday. She didn't want a party. She didn't want a present. She didn't want anything. She didn't want to see it. She didn't want to think about it. She didn't want anything to do with it. Well, she died two days before she turned 50. So my, my, her sister-in-law said to me, do you think that was a premonition? I said, boy, I don't know, but it sure seems like one to me. So I thought that was remarkable too. When you're going through a tough time with a loved one, look for the little miracles along the way because that's what gets you through it. That's what sustains you. That's what the memories are that you want to focus on. So again, happy birthday, happy heavenly birthday to my little sister, Joan. All right, with that, let's go to the phones. And our first caller is Julie Guthrie Smolson. And hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Good. We're, we're Julie, Julie Squared. I was on Julie's yeah. show, and we were laughing, saying we were, you know, Julie Squared when we were on the show. And, and I asked Julie to come on just to tell all of us about her and so you guys could hear what her work is and how she does. And I was on her show last night actually, but it's, I think it's already distributed, right, Julie? It is. It is. And, and we, audio we covered a lot of topics. Yes. We discussed your book, Angelic Intendant, and your other two books. That's right. The new one's coming out in a couple of weeks, Angel Messages for Dogs. You guys are going to love that. So, yeah. Well, tell everybody about your work and what you do. Well, um, I started a spiritual journey a few years ago out of heartbreak and I ended up, you know, going down and using different um, spiritual healers and in the process, you know, learned a lot and ended up writing a book called Master in the Making um, from my experiences and um, then I became a healer myself. I'm still on my journey, though. Um, and so in going into this, I really wanted to bring um, other healers into my office and allow them to share what they did. And then COVID hit this year. So um, I closed my office and I started a podcast earlier this year um, just as an extension of that office to... Um, Bring, bring healers on it and, and discuss different topics. Um, and, you know, I really love to have a round table later on because I, I had another healer come on the show last night and um, it, we're really interested in, in knowing how people receive their, their spiritual information and how, how we differ from one another. So I think that's something we'll delve into later on. But um, Count me in. So I... So, so um, my pod. I started this podcast. I was actually approached online. I, I'm writing another book. It's called um, The Theory of Eight, which is a continuation of my spiritual journey, which I didn't know when I started it. And I um, had joined a bunch of face, Facebook groups and thought, oh, well, because my, my story is turning into a conspiracy theory. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I need... These are my people now. These conspiracy theory people are my people that might buy my book. So 
I was in there and someone approached me to be on their podcast. So Wonderful. Um, well, how can everybody find you? What are, what are your, uh, what's your website and how can they find your show? Well, unfortunately my website is um, being constructed right now, but it is spiritual alchemy, energy, transfigurations.com. And the podcast you can find on YouTube um, under Spiritual Alchemy Energy, the podcast with Julie, or you may find me on um, Facebook as well, Spiritual Alchemy Energy. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll have the link to our show up on all my social media, and we'll put your website up on the show notes. So, Julie, thanks for joining us this week. And uh, everybody stay with us. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Our next caller, let's go back to the phones. And our next caller is Johanna. Hi, Johanna. Hi, Johanna. Can you hear me? Are you muted? Did you mute yourself? Hello, hello. Well, I guess so. All right, so let's go to somebody else, and we'll come back to Johanna. How about Carla? Hi, Carla. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are Hi, you? Julie. This is Hi, my girl. first time so I'm listening to your show, and I listened to a few of your interviews before with uh, Suzanne Giesman, uh-huh. and um, also on re. Uh, reverb nation, not reverb nation. Um, Inspire nation, mm-hmm. and I was, I was impressed. So it's Aww. nice to hear you. Thank you, you and, sweet um, thing. I'm sorry. I said thank you, you sweet thing. Oh yes. Um, okay. Can you hear me better? I can. Where are you calling Good. in from, Carla? I'm in Virginia. Um, okay. Richmond. Terrific. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. You so got a I question have, for me? I have several questions. Yes. Yes. I and have I have one. In, I only have different... time for, how about one? So I can get okay. as many colors on as I can. Give me your most important one and we'll tackle my, that one. Okay. My most important one is um, my left hand, my left mm-hmm. thumb. Mm-hmm. And I've been chasing this pain for maybe since 2014. Um, it's been chronic and, um, yeah, I'd love some insight and see what I could do, what I'm missing. Okay. And that's the only digit on your hands that hurts? No, it's that whole hand. Um, I've been told it's coming from neck and, uh, it's the whole hand wrist. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. Did you, were you in an accident or did you injure it? No, I didn't. No, no. Um, from what I've been hearing, it's coming from neck is what, I don't know, um, neck or I'm not sure if it's carpal tunnel. I'm I'm not sure where it is. It could be triple crush. It's gotten to be where it's just not resolving with physical therapy and whatever I've tried, acupuncture, acupressure, and the list goes on. Okay. All right. So let me get you on my radar, Carla. How this works is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. 
because we're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. And when we're attached to a body, we vibrate more slowly simply because the body has mass. So I've watched a laser beam. I went ahead and connected to you. And it comes from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, and hooks into you in Virginia. And I have a hologram of you in my mind's eye. And so I shot energy from your feet up through the top of your head. I'm looking at you from behind, from down your neck, down your left shoulder, into your left arm. It looks to me like the pain runs on the inside, on the thumb side of your wrist, down into your thumb. Is that? Yes. Does that describe yes. it? I think you've got carpal tunnel, girl. And and have you been to see a hand surgeon? Um, I have an appointment in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. With him. That's pretty easy to fix these days. They do a lot of them. And I think a lot of that comes from working on a computer. Do you work on a computer? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's what's happening. So what I'm doing is I'm applying anti-inflammatory energy to a Carla just to give you some relief in the short run. When I see something that's inflamed, it looks like red fog on body parts. And then when I put anti-inflammatory energy on it, it's a royal blue color just to calm it down. And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm putting that blue. It's kind of the color of those refreezable ice packs. And I, uh-huh. what I'm doing is I'm, I'm putting that nerve that goes down into your thumb, the carpal tunnel, all of that. I'm putting that on ice. How about that? I like in those, one of those refreezable ice packs to get it to calm down some. And what it looks like to me underneath the inflammation is it looks like if you've ever seen a rope that's starting to shred like the outer threads that make one of those big twisted ropes that they'll use to dock a boat. A lot of times those heavy, thick ropes and some of those threads have come off. So I've put stem cell energy on it, Carla, to help regenerate those, those little strands that go into that, all those ligaments and all that jazz that's in there. So I believe an orthopedic surgeon is going to be able to help you. I Don't be afraid of the surgery. The surgery is, it's really works great. It's not that big of a deal. And I think it will relieve your pain. I think you have okay, carpal tunnel. Okay, you know, Yeah, I can yeah. feel the energy working that you've put in right now. I could cool. really feel this activated. So Good. Well, hopefully it re- will relieve some of the pain. The other thing is when I watch an energetic procedure happen and somebody has surgery, the surgery is a breeze because it's already happened. You've just got to go through the motions and you may not even need surgery after that healing. But if, if the surgeon thinks that it's best for you to do that, you'll do great. You'll breeze through it and it, your pain will be taken care of. Oh, terrific, Julie. Okay. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. I'll look forward. I did make an appointment with you for January, so I'll look forward to adding other things. (laughs) Wonderful. The other thing, Carla, in case you didn't know, on your your, um, confirmation email, there's a button down at the bottom that you can click on that says reschedule. And this is anybody listening. If you want to have an appointment or if you've got one, click on that when you think about it, that reschedule button, Carla, because that will show you 
earlier appointments that become available when people reschedule. I had six people reschedule between Thursday and Friday last week. One gal moved her appointment up from the end of February to, I think it was Tuesday of this week. So it happens all the time. And I think especially as we're going into the holidays, people are rescheduling because things are coming up. So check on that too. But thanks for calling, Carla. Everybody, we're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the phones again. And our next caller, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Oh, hello. Hello. How are you, girl? Oh, I'm fine. I'm calling from Swartz Creek, Michigan. Ooh, that stayed up north. You know, I'm an Ohio State Buckeye graduate. Did you know that? Oh, no, no. But yeah. I have heard a lot about you from my sister, Pam. And oh. she's going to have a knee replacement tomorrow at 7 a.m. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So good vibes there, huh? Yeah, my husband had one six weeks ago, and he is just doing great. Actually, we just got back from physical therapy right before I started the show. And and I can tell you, Sandra, he, six weeks out from the surgery, he has absolutely no pain in that knee. Oh, he is lucky. Oh, God bless No him. pain. <laughs> and yeah. it was funny because we saw the surgeon I guess it was early last week, and he did so well, and a bunch of my students and graduates were zapping on him as well, that I've you know that have been in my class, and and he, he looks so good that you almost can't even see the incision where the wow. surgeon put the new knee in, and so we were in the surgeon's office, and he looked at me and he said, "Can you go home with all of my patients?" I said, "No, <laughs> but <laughs> so she'll do, she'll do just fine. I'll I'll." Uh, I'll zap on her while we're talking. How about that? So Thank she'll you. do just I, I know great. She's probably doing some nesting and some uh, yeah. preparing for the big day. So um, my question is about myself. I've had some um, some um, stuff going on with my body, and the recent one is these terrible plantar warts that I'm dealing with. Uh. Yes, I've gone to the podiatrist about 12 times with these acid treatments, and um, I have been um, without treatment for about three weeks, so it's kind of healing, but uh, I usually go every two weeks to um, get treatments, but um, I have been dealing with these probably since June. Mm-hmm. And they are so painful. I've had one, and they are just awful. And for those of you that don't, oh heavens! For those of you that don't know what plantar warts are, we get, you get them on your feet, and they're almost like a, oh, like a um, cone that goes into your foot, and they're yeah, they're a circle on the bottom of the foot, right, Sandra? And then they have this kind of root that goes in the foot. So how are they treating them? Are they treating them with lasers, or what are they doing? No, an acid treatment, just like a um, uh, a medication. Of, um, he calls it butyl juice, and <laughs> it's pretty harsh. If he touches it more than three times, I know it's going to be like ten days of of not walking on it. It's on my heel, so 
everything is kind of off. My hip, my knee, because I can't walk on my, my, I'm walking on the pad of my foot for like 10 days. Mm-hmm. So who's doing this? A podiatrist? Yes. Okay. I think, cut to the chase, find somebody that'll just laser them and get them over with instead of doing the, that acid stuff. That's pretty antiquated. That They've been doing that for forever. And what I hear now, and I'm sure you maybe you've researched it, but everybody I know that's had them, they go in and they get them lasered, and it gets rid of them pretty much right away. So um, He said one is so large that it would um, it would be a big um, problem. Okay. All right, so I'm scooping them out of your foot. I see one on your right oh. heel. Is that the one that's bothering you the most? Yes, it is on the right heel, and right mm-hmm. now it kind of looks like a small gunshot wound. I know. I can see it. It's big. All right, so what I'm doing yeah. is I'm scooping it out, and then I'm going to pour stem cell energy in it. And then you have another littler one I'm seeing on the on the right heel that's up towards the front of your foot a little bit more, but it's still in your heel on the left side of your right heel is where I'm seeing another little one. And I'm seeing... Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I'm scooping that out too. And then I'm putting stem cell energy. You may have heard me talking with Carla about stem cell energy. Sandra, this is the absolute coolest stuff. It will re it will rebuild whatever body part we need. I have watched it rebuild whole organs before that show up on scans. So it looks like a light amber colored gel has sparkles in it. Of course, because it's woo-woo. You gotta have sparkles. And then there's a <laughs> vortex. That's formed above it. Imagine what a funnel cloud looks like, a tornado, and it's spinning, yeah. and that transforms the the energy into new body parts. Okay, so fill in that. All right. Mm-hmm. You have another little tiny one on the right foot, right of center, again, up towards the front part of your heel. It's really tiny. I've scooped that out. Put a little little teeny weeny bit of stem cell energy in that. The funny thing about this, as I see it, Sandra, is that each area where the stem cell energy is is regenerating whatever body part it is, it gets a, a, a corresponding vortex. And the last one that I just did, the vortex is teeny weeny weeny. It looks like you know, it looks like it's about a oh, six point type on the computer. Okay, going over to the left foot. Tell me about that. I'm seeing one uh, on the heel of the left foot right of center. But the really big one, the one where the energy went first was on the right foot on the heel. Yes. So I'm seeing yeah, one on the, the left foot. That's okay, the problem scoop, one. Scooping that out. And then okay. there are a couple of other little ones on your left foot as well that I've scooped out. So hopefully that will help with the healing. And so where did you get it? Do you take a shower at a gym or a YMCA or do you have an athlete in your family that's bringing it home from a locker room? No. Um, one of the nurses there said one time it's hereditary. Eh, it's a, it's viral. It's usually, I got that when I was in high school, I got them cause my brothers both played sports and they brought it home from their locker rooms. There, it's viral. Where are you taking a shower, and who else is taking a shower in your bathroom? Um, Think of that. No, it would have just been 
just uh, recently, just my husband and I, we noticed them on, in January, and then yeah. everything kind of closed down by the time we noticed the second one. And yeah. so I had to wait for the offices to open up around here in order to get in, and that's why it took so long to I start see. to um, well, I hope that helps. Good luck with them. I hope that helps speed up your healing. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you, and very nice to hear from you. I you I too. Take your, care. Uh, your broadcast. All righty. Bye bye. Bye. All righty. We've got Heather next. Hi, Heather. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. I can't believe I'm up next. I'm so excited. Well, me too. What's happening? Well, um, and by the way, I'm in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So, of course, Ohio State, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I am a total fan, yeah. as you were saying, that you went to Ohio State. So. I, d- I didn't get a chance to tell Sandra that I only know the Ohio State version of the Michigan fight song, and the words are so bad that if I sang it for you, they wouldn't let me on the air, number one. And number two, I'd have to go to confession afterwards. I mean, it's really bad. And the thing that's so funny is 40 years later, I remember it. How scary is that? (laughs) That's okay. I still remember my high school alma mater, so. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Funny. Well, good. Well, do you have a question for me? I do, and I'm hoping you can help me. Um, Okay. I'd like to know how can I open up my third eye? more. I know I'm empathic. I know I'm receiving some kind of guidance. Just don't know what I should be doing to kind of um, to be able to um, be able to open up that third eye to be able to talk to my spirit guides and help guide myself through this lifetime. Um, I see numbers. I get ringing in my ears. I see cardinals. I know I believe that's like, you know, family members that have passed on. But I feel like I'm being, I'm given symbols. I just don't know, like, what, I, what I'm supposed to do with it or what it means. So I figure the best thing to do is, hey, you know you've got this superpower, so you need to kind of work on the superpower. So I'm hoping that maybe you can help tell me, like, what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all come in with the superpower. It's just a matter of developing it and then enhancing it from there. And so two things. First of all, you've heard me hopefully at the beginning when I was talking about today is my sister's birthday and how we can just say something to a deceased loved one or a spirit guide or a spirit that's still connected to a body. This just doesn't work with dead people. I mean, this works with any spirit connected to any body, whether they're in human form or not. And how it works, Heather, is you say something to them, either aloud or in your head, and then they're going to answer you within a second, as fast as you can snap your fingers. And if you think about it for more than a couple of seconds, that's going to be your brain asking, you know, answering you. So you want to ask things that are really specific, because spirit's always going to give you the right answer, the correct answer. How applicable it's going to be is going to be predicated on how you ask the question. So be specific when you ask the question like, am I going to enjoy the cake? Well, that could pertain to any cake you eat for the rest of your life. You want to say, am I going to enjoy the chocolate cake at Rosie's restaurant tonight when I'm dining with whomever? Okay, be that specific. 
The other thing is a way to open your third eye and get energy in your body is the superwoman pose, the superman pose, you know, legs spread apart. Envision energy coming from the core of the earth up through your body and shooting out the top of your head and that will raise your vibrational level. So both of those things will help. Thanks so much for calling, Heather. Everybody stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. And let's go back to the phones. Our next caller is Ginny. Hi, Ginny. Hi, Julie. Just want to say thank you for everything you do and happy birthday to your sister. Oh, thanks. Thanks. How are you, girl? I, you know, I've been speaking to you about this projective stuff that's been going on. You probably will remember. I had a fissure for a long time, Julie. I finally went for a surgery. And um, unfortunately, due to the surgeon's negligence, I say that confidently, I developed an infection and uh-huh. had to go on for a second surgery. And, uh, you know, then that infection, the abscess created a fistula. So they operated and they inserted something called a seton, Julie. It just is like a thread, you know, that drains out the tract, like, of the infection. Mm-hmm. So um, so I had that on the left side as well as my surgery was on the left side. So all these procedures were on the left side. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not bleeding as such, Julie, but I have this. Um, you know, I know I've had so much going on and, you know, sitting on the pot hurts and all that. Uh, but I have this one specific point, Julie, which is, you know, a little bit the right side of the center line. Can you talk just a little bit louder? I'm having trouble yeah. hearing you. So talk just a little louder yeah. for me, please. Sure. So um, all the procedures happen on the left side. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm getting this discomfort. It's almost like a particular point on which is more to the right side of the middle line uh there is a middle line yeah um and i just wanted to know julie what's going on because unfortunately in arkansas we don't have many colorectal surgeons and the surgeon who who messed up finally did abandon me so i can't go to her um you know so i've been looking for a surgeon in different states and mm-hmm. I can't even commute, Julie, because of the discomfort. So I just wanted to ask you if you could look and, you know, tell me that whether this discomfort is just, you know, healing tissue, inflammation, or, you know, is it that seton that's placed inside that's causing this? Mm-hmm. How long ago did you have this surgery? In July. July. Oh, the geez. first surgery was June 12th. The second, wow. like the abscess and all of that was July 7th. Okay, so it's been a while, and so is the infection cleared up? Are you still on medicine for the infection, uh, or? I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. They put me on antibiotics after the surgery, mm-hmm. which gave me a C diff infection, Julie, which I'm was sure. horrible. I was going yeah. to the restroom eight times, but now, like the C diff cleared, and Good. I'm not on antibiotics. But the doctor said there will be discharge. It need not be an infection, but as long as you have that string, that seat on inside, you know, you will have discharge. So and how long are they saying you have to keep that in? 
that's when I, some people keep it for a long time. Some people keep it till the next surgery. But Julie, I'm still underweight. I lost more weight after the infections. Mm-hmm. You know, so many infections and all that. So they mm-hmm. said, keep it in till, you know, your next surgery. And I'm not fit for another surgery, Julie. Mm-hmm. I, I still believe I'm going to be cured like that. But only when I see the surgeon next, you know, will I know whether, okay, you know, has it drained completely, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, how does it look? But I'm not so, able to go through. So that drain is there because of the abscess, correct? Uh, initially, yes, Julie. But at this point, we can't say because they said as long as the seat on is placed inside, you know, some people have it for years inside, you will have indefinite discharge. Okay. All right. I've got you on my radar. Ginny, I've been talking to you, or I mean, I've been looking at you while we've been talking. So I don't see an infection at this point. It looks to me like you're healing nicely. The uh, pain on the right side, I'm trying to see what's causing that. I don't see anything in my mind's eye that's tissue-related. What I'm watching is I'm watching a chiropractic adjustment, believe it or not, in your pelvis, which is entirely possible that your skeletal system is out of whack because of those surgeries and how they position you in surgery. Have you been to see a chiropractor? No, Julie, I've not been able to sit on me. You know what, like, because that... The whole right side is so sensitive, yeah. You know, but I'm not bleeding, so I thought, okay, it's not a fissure; it's the fistula right. is not bleeding. But there's a right. point, Julie, which is very tender. Sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like a prick, you know. So I couldn't tell whether that's the seton coming to the right side and you know just causing a spasm or whatever, or is it just a sore point, you know, which has not healed up in the tissue. I couldn't tell, but. Chiropractor, I haven't seen one. I was scared that they, you know, shouldn't give me a jerk, truly. Like, I'm still quite delicate. I'm, I'm just about 48 kilos. Mm-hmm. Pounds, yeah. I would find a chiropractor and go get an adjustment. Even if you have to lay down on the seat in your car, I think it's going to help yeah. a lot. Tissue-wise, you look like you're healed to me internally. Okay. I think your second surgeon did a good job. And uh, I'm not seeing an infection. I'm not seeing inflammation. I think this is skeletal from how you were positioned on the operating room, in the operating room on the table, and uh, which that makes total sense to me. So the uh, adjustment is causing the pain in the rectum, Julie. That's what you're saying, mm-hmm. like a nerve pain? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, I think it's okay. a skeletal thing, the way that your pelvis is positioned. Yeah, so okay. find so a chiropractor. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't see any infection. On the left or right? Nope. Nope. You're clear with that. Let me look at your gut real fast because yeah, of all the like antibiotics that you've been on for the C. diff. Um, yeah. So let me do that. Yeah, you get some nice statin, which is an antifungal because you got an overgrowth of yeast. I'm clearing that out of your GI tract from all the antibiotics. So do that. Stay low on the food chain. You know, if God made it, eat it. If man made it, avoid it. Uh, The usual yeast protocol, stay away from fermented foods. Peel your fruit 
if you're going to eat fruit and uh, freeze leftovers because there's lots of yeast that gets on leftovers. But no, I think you look, I, I really think you look good. Wow, but Julie, what is the first thing you said? Sorry, the low on the food chain, I couldn't hear you. you yes, out. stay low on the food chain. So stay oh. just, if God made it, eat it. If man made it in a factory, yeah. do your best to avoid it. And nystatin is an antifungal that kills yeast on contact, and it's spelled N-Y-S-T-A-T-I-N, like New York and Staten Island. So, so I hope, I hope that helps. Thanks so much for calling, and I think you look great. Go find a chiropractor, and they'll help you feel even better. Everybody stay with us. We're going to take a break. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Call-in number is 712-775-7035, and the access code is 483-620-POUND. This information is available on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and in the show notes. Now, you can download the show anywhere you get your podcasts, and we're also on YouTube and Alexa. So please remember to subscribe and leave a review. You can leave a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie. And uh, if you leave a review and you follow me on Instagram at AskJulieRyan and you sign up for my blog at AskJulieRyan.com, you may be chosen to win a free session with me valued at $155. So keep that in mind. That's another good reason to leave a review. So ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie, and you'll be able to do it there. Call-in details can also be found on Instagram and Twitter at Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. And I post a reminder to call in the day of the show on all my social media. Everything's at Ask Julie Ryan. So you'll find it there. And if I'm not doing a show like next week is Thanksgiving, so we're not doing a live show. So we'll post to no live show tonight. But uh, you'll always know if you just go to my uh, social media. And while you're on AskJulieRyan.com, be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter. It's a question somebody submitted online along with my answer. You can also schedule an appointment with me there, and then we'll have a whole hour to talk about whatever you wish. As I mentioned before, go ahead and get on my calendar. I'm scheduled out for a couple of months, but go ahead and get on my calendar. And then in your confirmation email, you'll see at the bottom of the email, there's a reschedule button. Push that whenever you think about it, and it will show you if earlier appointments have come up, and then you can just switch to that earlier appointment. So everything you need to know can be found at AskJulieRyan.com. Also, one last thing, my angelic attendant training is full for January, and I think I have four people signed up for April already. So if you're thinking about taking the training, go ahead and sign up because that'll fill up as well. I limit it to 12 people. And again, you can find information on AskJulieRyan.com about all this stuff. Okay. Here this week, we got a question from Allison, and Allison lives in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and she said, Hi, Julie. I always look forward to your podcast. Please know how much you help folks that don't have much hope. Are there ever conditions beyond your capabilities? Have you run across something that you did not think you could fix and did? 
Thank you, Allison. And here's my response. Hi, Allison. Thanks for your kind comments and for listening to my show. What great questions, ones I'm delighted to answer. First of all, I believe everything can be healed and sometimes death is the healing. When working with a client who has a medical issue, I raise my vibration to the level of spirit, which also allows me to act as a type of human CT scan, x-ray, or MRI. Then, spirit works through me and with me to facilitate healings. Those healings then integrate into my client's body. Improvements in symptoms may happen instantly, take days, weeks, or months, and may need complementary care, like diet, medicine, surgery, etc. And yes, my clients and I have witnessed some absolutely miraculous healings. It's always the client's prerogative to utilize the healing, or not to use it, to best facilitate whatever their spirit is exploring in this lifetime. We're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. We choose when, where, and to whom we're born, so our lives have a trajectory that allows us to experience whatever we wish. Likewise, we all decide when, where, with whom, and the circumstances that surround our death. Energy healing is normally part of a multifaceted approach that can help people with medical issues. Having said all that, I don't believe it's up to me to heal someone. Rather, it's my role to, when asked, assist them on their human journey and beyond. No medical provider, regardless of their training, techniques, or methodologies, can heal a person. We all just help people heal themselves. My work allows me the honor and privilege to be a tiny part of people's lives, both here on earth and in heaven. Hope this answers your insightful questions. Thanks so much. So I thought that was a great question because it's interesting how doctors are 60% accurate. And people, when they come to somebody who's a medical intuitive or an energy healer, they expect them to be healed like within a one-hour session. And that's not usually how it works. Like I said, it can integrate into their body over time, maybe days, weeks, months, years, may need some extra help. And But it's all part of that person's healing journey. And if you think about it, when somebody has surgery, let's say a surgeon is doing the same operation on two patients in a row and one pa- and, the, and the surgeries go perfectly both times, same symptoms, same procedure, everything. One patient heals easily with in short order. Another patient like Jenny, Jenny, the gal we just talked to, she's really struggling with her healing. Same procedure was done perhaps on a patient before her. That patient maybe healed easily and quickly, she's having a tough time. It's all based on what our spirit wants to experience in this lifetime. So thanks for that great, great, great question. Easy for me to say. So I sounded like um, Donald Duck there. Great question. (laughs) So, all right, let's go back to the phones. And our next caller is Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi, Julie. How are you today? I'm well. How are you this evening? I'm good, thank you. And I wanted to say what a beautiful tribute you did for your sister. I watched the video yesterday. Oh, thanks. I was led to do that, something special, because it's the 10th anniversary. Yeah, it was beautiful. Thank you for watching. Well, I'm calling from uh, Roseville, California. We've talked to it before. 
Yeah, and, terrific. Uh, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago about my cousin in Walla Walla. Yeah. And I'm just actually calling about him again. I'm not getting a lot of information from his family about how he's doing, and they don't seem to be open to me telling them anything, what I've been finding. But they're, they're said they're being told by the doctor that they're not quite sure what's wrong with him, that he's either had a psychotic break or um, he has Alzheimer's. Mm. And, and I tell so everybody, please mm-hmm. tell everybody who didn't hear when you called in before, tell everybody what's going on, and then tell everybody what we got last time we talked. Okay. Um, my cousin, Pat, in Walla Walla, Washington, had uh, been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer this summer, and he um, was just uh, about three weeks ago or four weeks ago was told that the cancer is gone. But suddenly he's now developed um, where they had to, they restrained him in the hospital. They're saying he has memory loss and all of all kinds of things, but no real diagnosis has been uh, given to any of us. Uh, you looked in and said that he was in phase eight mm-hmm. of dying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I've been trying to communicate with him, um, and I I think I have. But I'm just wondering if you could check in on him and see where he is now, if he's still the same, and if he's okay. I mean, as far as is he ready, is your usual questions which you, you will ask. If you can mm-hmm. just do that, I truly appreciate it. Okay. So what Anna's talking about, everybody, he, he was in phase eight. I, I have what I call the 12 phases of transition that I've come up with, and it's what everybody goes through as they're dying, whether it's an instant death, like in the case of a homicide or a suicide, or whether it's prolonged for over days, weeks, months, even years. And the phases are how angels and deceased loved ones, and even the spirits of deceased pets, surround us as we're dying, and they form different configurations. And so we can tell how close to death somebody is by what phase they're in, and 12 is they're, they're being escorted to heaven. Graphics, illustrations of these different phases are on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, so you can look at them there. If you want, also in my book, Angelic Attendance, they, I go into length about them there. So, Anna, I'm going to connect to you, and from you, I'm going to connect to Pat in Washington. Okay. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama. Heading up to heading out to you in California. You're north of me, so it's heading northwest. Okay. All right, got you. Okay, heading heading further north, but a little bit east of you now, going into Walla Walla. Uh, it's so funny because I watch this laser beam go across the country and go across oceans and go across continents and stuff. So that's what I see. And I hang with me. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'll scan Pat over the break, and when we come back, I'll let you know what I find. Everybody, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. Before the break, we were talking with Anna about her cousin who's dying in Washington State, her cousin Pat. Anna, I scanned Pat during the break, and mm-hmm. he's now in phase nine of 12, of the 12 phases of transition. So he is progressing. He's, you know, to going into his last uh, third, I guess. 
Uh, I asked him, are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain? He says, yes. And then I asked what he needed, and he said he just needed family around him. So that's it. Okay. That's all I'm getting. I wish I could get them. I wish they, I could get them to do that. Um, okay, because they don't believe he's dying. They just think that he need, they're looking to even put him. Um, they're talking about moving him to someplace for, with 24-hour care because of mm-hmm. the, he's got these mental issues. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and remember, the 12 phases can take a long time. So are they, I think that probably makes sense. They're going to not keep him in the hospital for forever because his insurance isn't going to cover it. No, no, I, yeah, and I understand that. I know. And, I, and, and they're saying that he's spending a lot of time in the past, you know, like talking to mm-hmm. other family members or whatever. And, you know, I've been around enough people dying to understand that, too. Um, there's okay, a there's a book there's a book too Anna that I highly recommend called Death is But a Dream, and it's written by mm-hmm. a guy named named Chris Kerr K E R R who's an M D PhD and he's the head of a big hospice facility in Buffalo, and his book talks about at the end of life he did university based research on over two thousand of his patients. And I think it's 88% of them report near the end of their lives seeing deceased loved ones come to visit them either in dreams or in visitations. And his book really corroborates what I talk about in angelic attendance from a spiritual perspective. And then my book corroborates what he's talking about. So I think that book might be helpful if you want to get it and read it and then if it makes sense share it with the family but i i don't know that there's a lot you can do what you what i would suggest yeah. is you talk with him telepathically yeah and i i've tried and that's why some of this information is not the same i was getting so that's why I, and i'm i'm new with this so i know that i may right. be miss you know getting it wrong so that's why i wanted to talk with you to see what you yeah. would be able to get for me um, yeah. Well, I, I hope that helps. Sign up for my class. I do appreciate it. Yeah. Take I my class. And then you'll, that. I, I did then read you'll your get book. really I good. It was great. It, yeah, your book helped me because my son passed away, and this made me feel better about people being there when he passed. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Uh, that was very oh, helpful. So, good. Well, thank you okay. so much. I do appreciate You bet. It. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye, Anna. Bye-bye. You too. All right, let's go to Allie next. Hi, Allie. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I um, was calling today. Well, first of all, I I spoke with you in February about a, a different topic, um, and you were so lovely that you were the, one of the first people I thought of um, when this new issue cropped up. Um, I was calling because my dog was officially um, diagnosed today with bone cancer. Oh, and, um, yeah, I've had her for 11 years. Uh, she's a spry little gale. And so even though she's a little bit older, she never presents that way. And she's been, um, it was just really abrupt to see her going from like running circles around other dogs to, to now being in this state. And so, um, kind of the next step next week is going to be amputating her leg at, because as far as we know, the cancer is localized. So um, I was really just calling because I, I would love to just get your insight into the state of her health overall and her ability to recuperate and heal and how my little girl's doing. Oh, I'm so sorry. That must be just 
awful for you. Oh, oh goodness. It is. It is. Oh. What is her name, Allie? Her name is Mo- her name is Moki. Moki. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how old is Moki? Uh, she's eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. And please tell us where you're calling in from. Yeah, I'm calling in from Chicago. Okay. We've had a few Chicagoites here. Chicago, the Chicagoland area. I, my yeah, brother and yeah, sister-in-law yeah. live there, and that cracks me up when I've seen the news up there, and they're saying, well, it, weather in the Chicagoland area. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's pretty funny. Okay, so what I'm going to do is connect to you and from you to Moki. Okay, got Moki. And they really want to amputate. Okay, so... Uh, I'm seeing the energy went to the back left, her back left leg. Is that the one that's got the cancer in it? That's the one that my energy went to. It is. Yep. You're right. All right. Okay. So let's see if we can just get it out of there and, uh, and then be sure to get her scanned again before they take it off. How about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. So what I'm doing is I can see where it is when I see malignancy or I see a tumor, even Allie, even if it's non-malignant, malignant tumors look to me like, oh, they're kind of the color of black tar, like asphalt, you know, when mm-hmm. they're paving a new road and there's that black sticky tar that they put down as they're putting the new surface on a road. Yeah. That's what it looks like most cancer. And so I encapsulate it, imagine in a plastic bag and then get it out because I don't want those cells to go anywhere. So mm-hmm. I've removed it, and then I'm using stem cell energy. Stem cell energy works on humans and animals, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And light amber color gel with sparkles in it, and there's a vortex spinning above it that is going to regenerate that tissue. Is she limping on that leg? Is that why you took her in? It, yeah, it was. We initially thought yeah. it was like maybe an a uh, partial ACL tear, but uh, yeah. or CCL in dogs. But yeah, that's and then they kind of randomly stumbled across the um, the cancer right. in the X-ray. Right. No coincidences there, because that's what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Was she looked like she was limping in that mm-hmm. back leg? Okay, so I'm watching her stand up straight on that leg. I'm watching her stand up on her hind legs like she's begging for something and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully that'll help. Ellie, I'm going to need to let you go because I got to go to a break, but keep us posted and, and uh, good luck with Moki. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. That was fun to hear one of my commercials on there. Hmm, That was a surprise. So thanks, Randall. Very nice. Okay, let's go back to the phones. And our next caller is Miss Linda. Hi, Linda. Oh, hi there. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. I'm doing pretty good. I um, I was calling in because I had my eye done again. It was a fourth fourth surgery this year. Oh, and that's why I was calling in. So I, I'm doing well. I just had that done um, the uh, third of this month, so a couple, three weeks now. But, yeah, other than that, I'm doing well. I, <laughs> I'm just tired of my eye. It's ongoing. I hope this is it. So that was Please my tell everybody, Linda, please tell everybody, first of all, where you're calling from, and secondly, fill everybody in on your eye. 
for those of you that, yeah. that don't recognize your voice. Okay. I'm from uh, Santa Clarita, California, mm-hmm. and I had a torn retina in February, and I uh, had that in surgery fixed, and then about three weeks later, it uh, didn't hold, and then they had to redo it in mid-March, and then they put um, uh, silicone oil behind it, and so then I went, so then then had a cataract because that's part of what happens when you have a torn retina and have surgery that you have a cataract. So then I had that removed, and that didn't improve the sight much. And they said, well, when you get the oil removed, which was just uh, the third of of this month, um, but here we are. So I had the oil removed. Um, Everything was successful, but I'm just wondering if it's just my eyes taking a while or the sight is not, it's, it's back to an extent, but it's kind of blurry-ish, kind of foggy-ish. And so mm-hmm. that's my question to you. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a and, – and you mentioned in somebody else's conversation about sometimes if your spirit wants to experience this, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, is that, yeah. you know, part of what's going on? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so I did want to have you see if it looks well. I know you've looked at it before I had – this last thing done and thought that it looked good at that point. But I just wondered where okay. I'd ended up and what to expect. Yeah. 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 What our spirit wants us to experience. I talked to a client today on a private appointment and she has twin grandbabies, a boy and a girl that were born at 28 weeks and they spent two or three months in the NICU. And she was saying that the little girl has hearing issues. And so we were doing a healing on her ears and she said, Oh, I hope it, I hope it worked. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, you just don't know what her spirit wants to experience. She may want to experience being hard of hearing in this lifetime. Maybe she had a child in a past life that was hard of hearing and she wants to see what it's like this time. We just don't know what people's spirits want to experience. So I think that's a, that was a good example. And it it was a light bulb moment that went off in her head. I could tell by her voice when I said that. So, all right, let me get you on my radar. Here we go. Sweet home, okay. Alabama, heading out to you and on the left coast, got you. Okay, shooting it. So the right eye, the energy went there first. That one looks cloudier than the left. Uh, is it when you're looking out your, no, your own eyeballs? No, that's that's that eye, as far as I know, is normal. And you mentioned when I got a reading with you, you mentioned that it looked like it had the... Uh, Immacular, immacular degeneration, mm-hmm. and and I said at that time nobody has brought that up, and I have since asked again, and they say no. So there's nothing with my right eye. Oh my god! Well, it's just not <sighs> showing up yet. Sometimes I see things when they're asymptomatic before they show up, and then we work on them. And oh, I'm all about okay. heading off problems at the past before they become oh, a problem. Please. So I'm in the right eye again. That's where the energy went. As you know, Linda, that's just what I follow, where it goes. So let me see what the heck's Mm -hmm. going on. It looks, yeah, it looks cloudy to me. So um, it looks like there's, I understand the macular degeneration. It almost looks like there's a flap that's coming loose. So I'm watching it get stitched, get sutured with little teeny eye sutures. And then I'm applying stem cell energy around it. 
It's just like if you have a, oh, like a, um, a circle and the circle is covered in maybe a plastic cover and the, the cover is starting to come off the top, like the cover is saran yeah. wrap material and it's yeah. coming off the top. So that got stitched. Stem cell energy was used on that. There's a vortex above that eye that's spinning. Okay, let's go to the left eye and see what's happening there. Yeah, I understand about the oil. Uh, Kind of like if you put oil on a lens and there's a lot of oil, so it's kind of moving around a little bit. Um, That's what I'm seeing there, so... Well, yeah. and that well, they removed it. That that's what they that was supposedly the last, um, uh-huh. you know, surgery was to remove that silicone oil, and now there's a gas bubble. So the gas bubble is yeah. dissipating. It it should be another five, six, seven days or so. It was just a little gas uh, bubble in there. It kind of holds it in place while it heals, I guess. But supposedly everything's out. The bubble will go away, and it doesn't seem like it's any miracle of eyesight at this point. And I just don't know if that's nerves that have to, if things will come back or if this is what I'm left with. I don't know. Okay. So I just popped the gas bubble, but the big thing is this oil. I'm still seeing this oil stuff in there. So have you ever used dry shampoo when you you don't have time to yeah. wash your hair and you need to have it look good oh, or yeah. put, or put yeah. baby powder in your hair? I mean, a lot of people do that sure. too. And um, so that's what I'm watching is this powdery substance going in to absorb the oil. There's still oil left in there is what I'm seeing. Yeah. And so this powder stuff is going to absorb that oil. All right, now I'm watching it get irrigated out. Now, this is really going to gross you out, but I'm just getting the visual, so I'm going to tell you. Remember as a kid when somebody threw up in the hallway and they'd pour that powder stuff on and then I'd dry up all the barf and then they'd sweep it up? <laughs> Do you remember that? That's what it. That's uh, what it's reminding it is me of. Back memories, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know that okay. they still do yeah, that, but no. certainly back in my day, oh. you know, it was like the barf no, powder. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm right there with you. <laughs> so that got it got blown out, and then your eye was irrigated to do that. So I'm looking through that eye, and I'm watching a spiral of energy spinning clockwise from the front on your eyeball itself, which is regenerating the eyeball. All right, here comes stem cell energy. It's just coating your whole eye in stem cell energy, and then there's a vortex spinning. We got we got a lot of little healings happening on that left eye. Yeah. Right. So let's see. All right, see if that helps. Uh, let, me, let me fast forward a month. Your vision's going to be way better in a month. I think it's just healing, and this will help speed it up, these healings. That's yep. great. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I had that thought that the oil had been in there since March and that possibly it, it had left some residue, but there was no yep. discussion from the doctor about yeah. that time period. But I thank you so much for that. I appreciate all your all You your are welcome. Help you do. Okay. I thank think they're probably, they're probably just waiting for that oil to absorb, so we just sped it along a little. Oh, perfect. I'm very happy. Okay. Take care, Linda. Bye now. Thank you. You you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Marcy next. Hi, Marcy. Hi. How are you? Hello. Hi, Hi, Marcy. Good, thanks. Where are you located? 
I'm located in a little small town in eastern Oregon. Called? Ventura. Oh, Ventura? Yeah, and we moved here so our son could be in person school. So we have a like huh. a second house here, but we're originally from Bend, Oregon. Oh, wonderful! But, uh, yeah, we're here okay. in this little small town, and we're loving it. But uh, wow. we adopted a small little dog from a rescue in Bend, and then brought him over here to Gentura. And um, sadly, after we got him neutered, he his uh, health degenerated really quickly. And mm-hmm. we had to put him down. And we were just oh, no. all heartbroken about it. Oh. And I guess the question is, is like, does he know that we didn't give up on him? We tried everything we could. And our kids are just so sad about it. And we just, I don't know. I just need a little bit of closure because I was here in Gentura and my husband drove to Bend three hours away to take him to the emergency vet. And I don't know. It just came to me. I was just like, he needs the... You know, we need to put him down. We can't make him suffer any longer. But um, I think we're just What happened? So Did he get an infection so, or something? Well, that's the thing. We're, we're not sure. We took him to the vet here, and they're like, oh, wow, he has a really bad heart. And we're like, oh, well, we never heard anything about that when we adopted him. You know, we took him to the vet. He'd been to the vet a few times, and they're like, oh, no, he's, he's happy and healthy. And then all of a sudden, he got neutered we brought him home and then he just like wouldn't get up after a couple days and um so we rushed him to the emergency vet in bend three hours away and um they were like his blood count came back really bad and um it maybe looks like he has a hole in his heart and we're like what we've never heard about that so um we decided to put him down and we had a a funeral for them, but our, our kids are four and eight and they're just like devastated. And I don't know, I laid awake all night last night thinking like, did we make the wrong decision? Should we have fought harder for them? Yeah. Marcy, I'm going to hold you over for the break. We're going to go to commercial for a couple of minutes. And when we come back, I'll, I'll scan your dog. And when we come back, we'll talk more about it. Stay with us, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan show. everybody before the break we were talking with marcy in oregon about her dog what's your dog's name marcy his name was skeeter skeeter how cute is that what kind was he he was like a little rescue uh maybe like chihuahua jack russell little mutt thing scruffy little oh smart as the dickens i would imagine right yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I talked with him over the break and he said that the heart thing was real and that it was just a fluke that they found it and that what exacerbated it was the surgery, the anesthesia. Um, oh. It, it kind of put him into a tailspin, but he said it ended up working out perfectly. He didn't suffer and that he's around you all the time. So if you imagine, do you imagine that you hear him or you, you see him out of the corner of your eye? Have you experienced that yet? That was funny. He's letting you know he's around. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He, you did. 
You did. He's letting you know he's around. My new book, Angel Messages for Dogs, your kids are going to love it. It is just darling, if I say so myself. My illustrator did it just a terrific job. And it's all about angels talking to dogs, angel messages for dogs. And in the book, it covers how, yeah, it covers how, uh, I mean, fun things, obviously, that dogs will learn to do tricks for treats and things like that. But it also covers what happens when we lose a pet. So I think that'll be really comforting. It it should be out the end of the month. And uh, I'll, of course, put stuff on social media about it. So I would highly suggest you get one of those for the kids, that will help a lot. And um, you know what? If you email me just because of what's going on, marcyjulie.askjulieryan.com, I'll send you a PDF version of it before it's even produced yet. How about that? And you can go through it with them on the computer because that'll give them some peace. Yeah, so they're they're having they're still crying yeah. about it today. Even. Yeah, so is it like is he okay with us moving on and getting maybe another puppy? You know, we don't oh want yeah, or something. Okay, no, absolutely. You want to get another? Absolutely, yeah. Get another puppy. He will be around you, and that other puppy will bring a lot of joy to your kids. And yes, absolutely, as soon as possible. Okay. We were kind of wondering, too, like, did he come into our life because he needed to be taken care of, not in the rescue, or just, like, was it kind of a fluke that we got a sick dog? (laughs) No, there's, and I talk about this in the book, that we, dogs choose the family where they go, and even if it's a rescue dog, and you were able to euthanize him so he didn't suffer, and had he not... Yeah, been euthanized, he could have suffered for a long time. So it, it everything always unfolds perfectly, even when it feels horrific. Yep, it's all yeah, good. It was bad. All good. Thanks, Marcy. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Okay. All right. Let's see who's next. I believe it is Miss Pamela. I'm having my surgery tomorrow, and I'm having a small problem um, to get my knee replaced, and okay. um. My sugar shot up today, and I'm afraid that they're going to cancel my surgery. It's been down to 98, and it went up to 270 or 250 today. Mm-hmm. So is there something so that you did, see in there? Because did you, what did you eat today? Uh, today I had mainly just protein, cheese, and vegetables. Yeah, there's something that your body doesn't like. You're having a, you know, that's that when you see that sugar spike like that, that's because there's something that you ate that your body's, it's not agreeing with your body. So I'm getting the inflammation calmed down and uh, will you have, so you're not supposed to eat anything after midnight tonight, right? Go right. Ahead and I was wondering, yeah. I only got three hours sleep. Last night, because I'm so I was so worried. Um, I'm having some kind of fear about the anesthesia, and I never have fear about that kind of thing. And I wondered mm-hmm. if the, my fear factor has brought up the sugar. I I get that it you're having a reaction to something you ate. Mo, what's coming in for me is the beans. Okay, the I had them soup. today. My my sugar um, was two forty eight after fasting all night. Last night. Mm-hmm. 
Well, maybe it was something you ate yesterday, too, yesterday. which okay. shot it up. It's something you I, ate. What would you eat yesterday? Is there anything that was high glycemic yesterday that you ate? No, just a, a yogurt was the only high glycemic thing I had. I had um, I ate really good lettuce and stuff like that, and I did have a hot dog without the bun. I don't know if that mm-hmm. did it, but I've been really worried mm-hmm. about this, so I've been working really yeah. hard at it, and then all of a sudden this happened, and I'm afraid tomorrow morning they're going to turn me away. I think you're going to be fine. I think you'll you'll That's breeze through it. My husband, I, you may have heard me say earlier, he had his done six weeks ago, and it's miraculous. No pain for him. Well, I'm so. using him as my So robot. good luck. Let us know how you do. Good luck. Right, You'll be fine. You. You'll be fine. You bet. Let us know how you do. Everybody, thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I'll be back with a live show the first Thursday in December. So we'll do that. And so stay with us. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.